morning, 810 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Congratulations to Tom Jeske uh, winning the Snowball Derby yesterday. It was my first chance to go to one, and it was uh, loud and smelly. Um, I came home, my wife kissed me. She's like, mm, you smell like gas. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Joining us by phone, we have Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson. Sheriff, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Welcome back. Good just to hear from you, too, Andrew. And the last time I went to a snowball derby, they kicked me out because I kept trying to pull people over. (laughs) You feel good about that choice? Hey, they're only going 130, 140. I mean, no big deal. I know. And they'll yeah, come, yeah. You, you can just wait for them. They'll come back to you. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> now we had a. Um, I, I know you probably can't say an awful lot about this, but I, you know, I was yeah. want to give you the chance to say what you can say uh, because you had an inmate who I guess was in federal. He was a federal custody inmate, but he was at the Santa Rosa County Jail, so it was your deputies. And there was a what a use of force incident of some kind involving a deputy. Yeah. And uh, I think the uh, the inmate wound up dying, uh, and yeah. to, that's really kind of all we know. What can you tell us? Yeah, basically, um, he was a problem inmate, and when the Federal Bureau of Prisons has an inmate they can't handle, they bring him to us. Um, and he was one of those guys, apparently, and I don't know this for sure, but what I'm hearing is he escaped from a prison in Orlando. They put him in Pensacola. Um, he was just too problematic for them to handle, so they brought him to my jail. And as soon as he got to our jail, he started acting out as well. And then the use of force curve, which I can't talk about. But, uh, yeah, he ended up uh, passing away. Um, I thought I saw that the story indicated that the, you guys were saying that the use of force was not any sort of a lethal. It wasn't a shooting. It wasn't no. a chokehold. No, it no, wasn't no. A, something that would generally be considered a, a life-risking force use. Is that right? Yeah, no, it was basically, and I'll uh, give you a broad stroke, but it's kind of like it was a uh, fight gone bad, basically. Okay. okay. So, and, and you know, and normally we can investigate those inmate deaths, um, but what we do, you know, when we are involved in a use of force, we pass that off to FDLE and they come in. And it's a third party, you know, looking from the outside in. And then that way, you know, the naysayers can't say, well, yeah, it's one of your own. That's why you did it, and, you know, so. Now, now, part of that story um, that is, I find interesting is uh, I believe you had withheld the name of the officer, uh, which was very normal up until last week when the Supreme Court made their yeah. ruling on the Marcy's Law. And they basically yeah. said that their reading of the law does not protect the name of a person who is either the victim of a crime or, in the case of law enforcement officers, involved in uh, you know uh, an incident doesn't protect them yeah. anymore um so are you guys now releasing are you waiting for appeal and generally what's your thought about that reinterpretation of the law yeah and i think the the way it was interpreted by the supreme court is i i think they read it and they read it and they translated it verbatim and this is what they've come up with so it may be something that the way the law was written um which needs to be changed obviously and if they're saying that police officers can't be victims, um, well, uh, what do you say to the hundreds of officers that are killed every year? Right. Um, obviously, we can be victimized. And um, well, the, I think the way if an officer I'm, just just go ahead. I think the way I read uh, the coverage, I didn't read the opinion, but the way I read the coverage and the quotes was 
it's that you no know, police officers could be a victim, but that victims are not entitled to name protection. They're entitled to they're they're entitled to yeah. you know place, occupation, and other kinds of protections that would keep them from being harassed, but that their right. name is allowed to be published. Yeah, which I you know I thought the spirit of the law was to keep them totally confidential. Me too. That's what I that was when they were walking it around and selling it to sheriffs. I was under the impression that um, if you qualify for Marcy's law, they they can't find out anything about you. Right. Nothing. As, as if in this day, m- names aren't important, right? <laughs> right. What's really confusing it to, to most people who aren't in law enforcement, um, when you start talking about Marcy's Law um, and protecting victims, um, what if you have – I'm I'm lucky. My name's Bob Johnson. You look me up. <laughs> just put in Bob Johnson. Good luck. 15 million hits, you know. But if you have a really strange last name or whatever um, – and people recognize that name and know you and know where you live, then the law has, has zero effect. I mean, right. It just makes absolutely no sense if, if you can't protect the name of the person as well. And, and, you know, sometimes you're unlucky enough to be related to somebody. I mean, mis- yeah. misident- I, I have a relative who right now can't get a driver's license because 30 years ago there was somebody from another state with the same name as him did a crime, you know, and, like, he's having to go to, like, the courts in that original state to clear his name just to get a driver's license. It's, it's crazy, some of that stuff. Anyway. And—, and- I can outdo you on that one, Andrew. My name's Bob Johnson, and I, apparently I'm on a terrorist flight thing, <laughs> so I can't. Every time I try to take a plane ride, they grill me, and I'm like, like I'm the only Bob Johnson in America. <laughs> it's like there's four, there's probably four million of us, and I'm on the terror watch list. It's like, okay, oh, terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, so obviously you guys are are so in terms of keeping the officer's name, you're still waiting for like final adjudication or appeals or, you know, kind of for the law to change. I just didn't know on that particular case how it's, because it's, I mean, it's a real-time case where, like, the Supreme Court made a rule and now you guys are caught with a, you know, what do you do, right? Right. And and basically what's going to happen now, because it's under investigation, we don't have to release any information ah, okay. whatsoever until it's concluded. And when it's concluded and FDLE gives their report, um, hopefully by that time, because they're going to wait for toxicology and all kinds of different things after the autopsy, which will take, you know, a month or two. Hopefully there'll be some kind of ruling in the FSA, Florida Sheriff's Association will will come out with something saying, hey, this is what's going to happen. So, Hey, l- last question for you, just because your case yeah. provoked this question to me. Uh, in Escambia County, our, our commissioners have been um, kind of periodically pitching a fit, and rightly so, I think, that, um, you know, state prisoners, not so much federal, I think, but still federal would qualify, they use the jail but don't properly or timely compensate us for the inmates' care, basically. Do you run into that at uh, the county jail in Santa Rosa, especially this case where it's a federal uh, prison uh, inmate that you guys were caretaking? Um, sometimes they run a little late on payment, but it's not anything drastic. And, you know, you just have to hold them to task. Um, there are very few jails in Florida that will take federal inmates okay. or state inmates. And if you say, look, um, if you don't pay us, we're not going to take them anymore, then they, they'll break the checkbook out. You just have to every once in a while uh, let them know that uh, we don't have to take them. We're doing this as a courtesy for them. And we're going to be compensated for it, and in a timely manner. And once you, once you, you know, crack the whip, they they pretty much they'll pay you on time. Okay, all right, interesting. I, I'm sure that you know we got folks in Scambia who listen, and maybe they'll uh, they'll try that strategy a little bit more forcefully yep. the next time around. Uh, Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson, um, uh, I'll let all the racers know that you're going to be on the lookout for him at the next Derby. And uh, <laughs> otherwise, sir, thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, thanks, Andrew.